lot of times our mindsets become so fixated on what we believe to be a reality. So for example, let's say if throughout your life you've only you've always seen your mother as, you know, this wonderful solid stable person, right? And it's like that's all you've seen. It's like your mind ignores all the other sides, you know, of her personality because what matters most to you is that you're getting the comfort, the care, you're getting what you need, right? Out of that deal or bargain. But sometimes what happens is, is as we get older, and this is why a lot of people, you know, even people who did grow up in two parent homes and, you know, families who maybe were very prosperous and maybe had a lot of wealth and, you know, luxury. It's like even them too, it's like they're, they get older and they go, hmm, there's something here. There's room here for growth. There's room here you know, for me to revisit my childhood and see, like, why, you know, do I act a certain way or why do I do things a certain way? And I want to revisit this mother character, right, where it's like, okay, well, maybe as a child, all you seen was all her great traits, right? But may, there may have been times where you might have seen her, you know, be abusive or get abused, right? Um, But due to the fact that all you really needed as a child was for her, you know, to have that strength to take care of you and to nurture you, you know, we kind of push those other things that are unfavorable or unpleasant to the back of the mind, to the very bottom pits of the subconscious, because they're just, they don't fit, right? But what I want to talk about today is the aspect of having a multifaceted personality, And, you know, we might even cover some astrology in here because I love how astrology tells about the personalities of people, you know, the personalities of the makeup, excuse me, of our personality. Um, So I, of course, have to begin with myself, you know, my muse. And I would like to start, for example, right? I have a son in Leo. So, well, kind of, I'm kind of on the cusp. I was born, you know, the very next day after cancer, but I still do have a lot of cancer ways. So I'm a cusp baby. I'm a cusper. So, and that also actually plays into what I'm talking about today. As a cusper, and there are plenty of other cuspers, right? There are, uh, let's see what's after me, Leo Virgo cuspers. They are uh, Virgo Libra cuspers, Libra Scorpio cuspers, right? It's like people whose sun signs are split and they're split due to degree. So usually if you're a, cus- you're a cusper, you either have uh, maybe anywhere in between one to five degrees in a, a new sign. And that would make you a cusper. If you're at the zero degree, hmm, you might be just official uh you know official tissue so for example me i'm a one i'm a one degree uh leo so that means that i'm on the deke i'm on like the first deacon so all of my behaviors can still be linked to cancer because again it's that one degree right it's like i i'm not a full-blown leo and this plays a major part when people meet me or you know when people have that conversation and of course you know we love to bring up astrology what's your sign (laughs) 
<laughs> right? And, you know, I'll say like, oh, I'm a Leo. Because sometimes everybody's not an astrologer, right? Like everybody doesn't fantasize and, you know, become fascinated over astrology like me. So to really explain being a first deacon Leo and uh, being on the cusp of cancer Leo, that's that's complicated. So I just go for it to say that I'm Leo. And what that, that'll mean is like some people will be like, oh, I love Leos. You know, they're fun. They're outgoing. Um, you know, they really know how to have a good time. You know, or they'll say, oh, I hate Leos. You know, they're they're like attention stealing or, you know, they're they're selfish or they they use people or whatever. I don't know, whatever the hell they say. And I'll just laugh because technically that has nothing to do with me at all. Um, I feel like as a Leo's son, the son representing the ego, I feel like having a Leo son makes me fearless. Right. So I get all of those uh, leadership qualities from the lion. Right. Like I can lead a team. You know, I can foresee the future. I can foresee danger. I can foresee, you know, where things might get a little rocky. Right. Like those are leadership qualities. But that's about it. You know, like I don't even really like the summer like that. Like my favorite, (laughs) my favorite season is probably like early spring right or like that early spring going into late spring like that's my favorite season you know like I don't even like the summer so like when people judge by what they think they can assume about you it's it's very interesting um and I say that because I actually act more like a cancer like I actually love to be home I love to make my home extremely comfortable Um, So you'll see like a lot of fluffy stuff in my house. Maybe some glam stuff kind of comes from that Leo perspective, but mm, I don't know. Um, But then when we discuss my moon, right? And as a woman, your moon sign really, really kind of like solidifies whatever your sun sign is. So if I have, you know, Aquarius moon, that means that my sun, my sun sign is the complete opposite of my emotional side right so for example like again people will be like oh like leos are so you know jovial and bubbly and you know just these great people and they you know a great time but in all actuality as a moon in aquarius i actually kind of like to do things different i like to kind of do things by myself i like to be independent Um, You know, I like to discover the world on my own terms. You know, I like to make crazy decisions or what would be considered crazy decisions, you know, to others. Uh, But to me, it's like, that's what I resonate with, right? Like I resonate with the out crowd. I resonate with the people that are considered, you know, weirdos or different or whatever. Like that's my people, right? And I feel like, again, it's, it's, it's like, well, why is she hanging out with that person? Or why why do you like this kind of music? Or why, like, I'm a type of black girl that like rock music. I love rock music. I love, you know, some cute little pop songs. Like, you just never know what to get with me. And I feel like this is important, going back to that mother example. Like, it's super important to understand that you can't put people in a box. There's no box. Like, for example, there was a time where I would be watching uh, a prophet 
on YouTube and she'd always like try to classify people as like good and bad. And I would hate that, you know, because I'm like, there is no good and bad. Like everybody has, everybody has both. Everybody has good and bad within them. But for some people, the bad is either a little bit more at this period in their life or the good is a little bit more at this period of life. And then you have other people who are usually people who are on their spiritual journeys. Those are the people who are actually functioning somewhere along the middle and they know that, right? Like, cause that's where we want to be. That's homeostasis. But it's super weird, uh, you know, when people go to these extremes and then try to act like, you know, like, well, that's that's official tissue. No, it's not. There's there's room for growth. There's room for understanding. There's room for error. There's room for improvement and and allowing people to really be able to blossom the way that, the way that they blossom because as people we are multifaceted. There is no one set thing. Right? So again, like it just really irks my nerves sometimes when people either see me and they judge me, you know, like, cause I could really play roles. <laughs> like my usual, my usual self is like very, very serious, almost kind of somber, um, you know, kind of like laid back, chill, go with the flow. Like that's my usual self. But then I have like another side of me where I like to have fun. And I like to just dance like no one's watching. And I sing and sometimes I even rap. Like I do crazy things. And that's okay. Like it's okay to be diverse within your own personality. And I think that that's why it's like as, you know, Pluto is an Aquarius now. It's like Pluto is not playing with people in this one track mind. Pluto is not playing with leaders who don't know how to share, leaders who don't know how to, you know, evolve and and get along with the collective. Like Pluto is not not playing. So you're going to start to see a lot of, you know, establishments, uh, businesses, corporate policies and standards. You're going to see a lot of that stuff start to crumble right before your eyes. I was watching on TikTok uh, a CEO like talking to his employees and stuff about like oh you guys need to give your blood sweat and tears for work and this and that and it's like wait no 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 you need to give your blood sweat and tears you're making the most money right so like his his own people were pushing back and that's what is going to cause a great change for the collective is to push back stop putting us in boxes Right. Like stop trying to run our lives on this black and white model because it's easier. You know, like when you think about it, let's say back in the time of segregation, it was so much easier to live life then. Why? Because you didn't have to deal with the what if. So, for example, when I'm thinking of segregation and I know we're jumping around, but that's kind of what I like to do. If you're familiar with Grace podcast and how (laughs) my brain works, um, the ADHD kicks in a little bit. But yeah, like think about the time like when segregation was a thing, you know, when we was really doing life like that. It was so much easier to kind of have like a whites only or a blacks only because at the end of the day, you didn't have to use the mental, like you didn't need mental capacity to really judge somebody, right? So for example, let's say if, let's say like that first week, of them changing the laws and saying, all right, fine, segregation is illegal. 
And now you have some, you know, some black people starting to patronize certain white businesses. And it's like the, those white people were still treating those black people maybe poorly or bad, not even because they were really bad, but just because it's like, oh, now I have to judge this person's character. Now I have to watch them. Like, that's why they watch you when you're in a store. Not all the time they're watching you. And I kind of learned this because they would do it to me too, which would be crazy, but whatever. I'm, you know, I'm a part of the collective, but that's why they watch you because they're trying to judge and see like, okay, well, are you, are you going to steal? Are you going to take something? Are you, are you this animal that, you know, I've, I've solidified in my mind. And it's like, you know, you seem nice. You seem quiet. You seem like, you know, a, a, a respectable patron. Like, so like, are you though? And that's why they watch you and they make you feel uncomfortable. So like I said, it was so much easier to put people in boxes. It's so much easier for even like certain black people who are still, you know, certain black people who are still upset about segregation and about Jim Crow laws and about all the stuff that happened to us. It's like certain black people are still kind of in that mindset where they're like, you know, I don't really mess with white people. I don't like white people or this and that about white people. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's a one track mind. And that's why there's no wealth coming in your family. That's why there's no abundance coming into your family or just into your life, period. Because life is not a one track mind. Like some of my, some of the people who really gave me an opportunity, bro, were white people. Like they gave me an opportunity. They believed in me. They, they saw something in me that I probably didn't even see in myself. And they were right. They were right to invest in me. They were right to say like, yo, Shorty is a vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like they gave me a chance to really put myself out there and, and make a mark in this world for myself. And I appreciate it. I appreciate that they did the work on themselves or, you know, their family did the work on themselves to not be limited, you know, to not be prejudiced. Prejudice is what really breaks things down, like bad, 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 you know? Um, and then like, and this is not to like, you know, create any distinctions, but kind of too. like a lot of the black people who I've actually worked with have sometimes been the most mean, the most meanest people to me, especially black women in leadership. You know, here I am a young leader, you know, coming up on a corporate ladder and I've literally had black women who treated me like garbage, like garbage. And I mean, we both have similar life stories and they treated me like garbage, right? So it's like, it's like a crabs in a barrel type of thing. Like there's just so much gook and muck in regards to putting people in boxes. That has to stop. And again, that's not to say like, for example, when, when I was somewhere that a person who wasn't my race felt like I didn't belong. It wasn't to say that they didn't treat me bad. They did. But at the end of the day, anybody is capable of anything. So, you know what I mean? Like, what is the point of living this one track life when anything is possible? You never know who someone is. So for example, when people look at the collective of friends that I have, like my friends are so diverse. They're so unique and I love each and every one of them for who they are deep down within. Like my friends, if I really was to put all my friends in the room, you would be like, where am I? Like, what is this? Like, how does this even make sense? How, how are these people even connected? How, you know, how do you, how do you, how are these people even cool with you? Like I have friends who are multimillionaires. 
I have friends who are still struggling, you know? I have friends who are are gay, are bisexual, um, lesbian. Like, I have all kinds of friends. And you know what ties us all together? You know what makes me appreciate their friendship more and more and more the fact that we are all tied and united by the vibration of love these are some of the most loving people i've ever seen in my life in my life i have the most loving friends that i've ever like ever in my life seen even more than like my own like you know how to say blood is this thicker than water or whatever like nah like i've had people show me more loyalty than my own family so it's important again to be open be open a lot of people are missing soulmate connections because they're stuck in a one track mind no be open like for example i'll never forget the time period where black guys were just starting to date like women that you know were out of their race and it was like a a big big thing granted yes black women were dating out their race too but it was like black men was like like you know just more out there with theirs i guess and there were so many black women judging them like oh you know you're dating black you know you're dating a white woman or you're dating a spanish woman or whatever and honestly, because that's what I grew up seeing, that's kind of like what I grew up to feel about it too. But as I got older, I'm like, why do y'all care? Why do y'all care about who's dating who and who's doing what? Why do you care about who's gay and who's straight? Why do you care about who's transsexual and who's not? Like, why do you care? You Do you like those people? You must like them because you're fascinated with them. You're fascinated with their uniqueness. You're fascinated with their lifestyle so much, but yet you're so small-minded. You're so P, you know, P-minded, you know, damn near feasible that you can't understand that these people are human and worthy of respect and, and quality of life just like you. Like, what? Like, I just, I just don't care. Like, at the end of the day... If there's a black guy that you like and he's dating a white woman and you're a black woman, that should be a clear sign for you that that's just not your person. That's it. That doesn't mean anything else than anything less. Like, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that he doesn't value his mother. It doesn't mean that he doesn't value... Now, when you see that they are... Okay, and this is kind of where things get a little bit rocky. Like, for example, again, with that same... uh with that same ideology of a black man dating out of his race, when you see that black man turn his back on the black collective because he feels like he can't make a move or he can't choose a side or he doesn't know what's right from wrong anymore, that's when I think that it's a problem. Because that means that whatever you're gaining from this connection to another life is putting your morals and your principles at, at, a, at a high risk because now all of a sudden you don't know right from wrong. Like, that's when it's a problem. But other than that, who cares? Who cares? Stay who you want. Sleep with who you want. Be with who you want. Like, who cares? That stuff has nothing to do with God. And I, and I highly, I, I dislike when people, you know, try to make things so, like, one-track minded because if you don't know, you don't know. So, for example... As above, so below. So usually, even in, you know, LGBTQ relationships, there's always one that is more masculine and one that is more feminine. That is literally all that you need to see. Duh. 
like that means that there is a masculine spirit and there's a feminine spirit and they are intertwining and making one that's all that matters that's the religious part that people are not getting the bible is not a book just based off of your physical reality it's a spiritual book how do you remove that part when you think about adam and eve in that same way that adam and eve were spiritual bodies right when you think about it, you can totally see how there could be a feminine man and another feminine and another masculine man coming together to create one. Duh, it makes sense. It's not like, you know, it's, it's not that complicated to me. Um, now, granted, I also, too, grew up in a culture where that type of ideology was not accepted. It was not tolerated. Right. Especially growing up with a Jamaican background, like hell no. Right. But it's just super important for you to always keep growing and always keep putting yourself out there to gain knowledge and wisdom because you can change and you can change your mind. And that can be okay. You know, like, for example, I'll never forget that time where they found some tweets that Cardi B said where she was calling black women roaches, you know, and then turn around and married uh, Offset and had all these babies. Offset to me looks like the like a roach. So, can, <laughs> like, can you not see how she made a mistake, right? Like, obviously she doesn't mean that because this motherfucker look like a roach. To me, a cockroach at that. And it has nothing to do with his color. It's just, he's just not, he ain't cute. So it's like, imagine being a black woman and being so offended and up in arms about this comment just for her to fall on her face anyways. Cause that's what we do in life. When we take these one track minds out into this big, huge world, we end up falling on our face because it doesn't go together. And usually the ego takes a hit because it's like, oh, but, but that's what I was raised and that's how I was taught and that's what I was shown. Okay, yeah. When you were a child and you didn't have control, now you're an adult. Now you've worked with other people. Now you've been exposed to other cultures, other food, other diversity. Like, so what do you mean? What's the problem? Where is that, where's that middle ground? Because that's what you need to stop falling on your face. So yeah, like it's just really important to accept people as a whole, as a whole, you know, um, because then when, you know, something does come to take a hit at that person, you won't be pointing a finger, you know, or you won't be saying, hey, like you've changed so bad. Like, for example, I've had a friend who we've always had a very happy, blissful, you know, mutual understanding relationship. And then all of a sudden, you know, like he just switched up. He just changed and just became more withdrawn and more to himself. And it's like, you know, of course you would act, you know, hey, what's going on? What's wrong? Like, I noticed that something is different. Maybe you're going through something. It's true. And maybe he is going through something and he wants to keep it to himself. That's okay. It's okay for someone who was once, you know, really public or really open to now close down and become more private. Like, it's okay. It's not, it's not a big deal. It doesn't mean that that person is fake. It doesn't mean that that person is ingenuine. No, it, it's okay. So like, it's not a big deal to me when, you know, I hit him up, he says, everything is fine. And then I just pull away. You'll come back around, you know, you'll spring forth when you're ready. And you have to be open to that. Not everything is personal. Not everything is about you. Not everything is, oh, well, that person hurt me and, and they don't love me and they don't want me or they don't appreciate me. No, maybe 
somebody's just going through something and it's okay to give them that space to get back on their feet and then come back around when they're feeling more like, you know, who, who they usually like to present themselves as. But that doesn't mean that that other side of their personality is not them, right? Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it makes sense to me because it's something that I see on a day-to-day, you know? Like, like I always say, example, for me, there's times where I'm like the most generous person in the world. But then there is also times, especially when I'm going through like more spiritual uh, milestones in my life is like, no, now you need to hold back. You need to hold back. So it's like, let's say if I was usually generous with my finances, my, my spirit, my emotions, my energy period, it's like, there are times where I have to hold back. I have to protect myself. And I could imagine if someone could like, if someone would be pointing fingers at me or saying like, oh, Tiana's fake or Tiana's this or Tiana's that because Tiana's just more to herself. Like, no, motherfucker, I'm just going through something. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Just give me the respect and the space, you know, to, to get through it. Because obviously it's something that I have to do on my own. You can't make me feel better. And sitting around and telling you about my problem and getting sympathy is not going to make me feel better. It's not, it's actually not going to make anybody feel better if we're just being honest, right? Which is why therapy only works for but so long. Like expecting sympathy from others is not going to solve your problem. You, it's either you get a coach, someone who is going to lay out a plan, which is what I do. I do life coaching that you can purchase uh, a a consultation with me uh, at my website, mygracepodcast.com you know, where I will help you actually get your stuff together. Like I will give you a plan. You tell me your circumstances, you tell me your goals and I will help you set it up. Right. And I can do that for anybody, any place, anywhere, any circumstances, because that's something that I've learned how to do very well in my personal life and also in my professional life. Right. Because I understand that life also is multifaceted. It's not just a one track thing. It's not like you're on a pinnacle, on a pinnacle, on a pinnacle, and then you're just riding that pinnacle until the end of your life. No, there are ups and downs. So even if you're doing very well in the financial area, right, and that, that's going to last you for a very long time, but then maybe in the relationship area, it's poor. It needs, it needs help. It needs more quality. It needs more attention. Then that just goes to show you that life is multifaceted, right? Like, and that's okay. It's just important to know how to ride those waves. And lastly, I just want to end it off with it's also super important to give people grace, Give people grace, give people understanding, give people space and time to to be with themselves, to be one with themselves. Yeah, show love, of course, but don't pressure people to talk to you or pressure people because at the end of the day, you just never know. Like, even if they are hiding something, like, that's their business. And you shouldn't stop your life or make your life revolve around them to figure out what they're hiding. No, focus on your own life. Use that as a time to build yourself up, right? Like, you don't have to investigate other people. Like, nah, if, if they want to be private, then that's their business. No problem. <laughs> okay, I guess, you know, whatever. And move on. And like I said, they'll come back around. Everything done in the dark comes to light. So there's no need to worry. There's no need to fret. You good. Um... But yeah, like giving people grace, like don't don't start talking about somebody behind their back because 
they've pulled back their energy. Like that's something that I've seen too often on my journey where people would do it to me. And I guess people doing it to me is what taught me not to do it to others where like somebody would be going through something in their life and people would just be tearing them down like tearing down their character, tearing down their personality, bringing up stuff that, that the person did in the past. Like, what does that have to do with right now, though? So what? <laughs> like, I don't know. Sometimes the collective is is confusing to me because it's like, well, aren't you human? Would you like other people to do that to you? Would you like other people to pass judgment and say negative things to you when you're already damn near on the floor and about to die, you know, spiritually, even God forbid, physically? Like, no, you wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want that. You wouldn't want somebody to be harsh with you when you're already at your lowest. Like, don't kick people when they low. And people, you can kick someone by gossiping about them, spreading rumors about them, uh, trying to block them financially, physically, trying to do spell work on them. Like, all that kind of freaky, creepy stuff, it's actually really sick. And it shows more about you and who you are and the fact that you never got grace in your life. So now you want to like, like hurt someone else, right? Hurt people, hurt people. Like, let's stop that. Let's stop that. Let's take a break from being weirdos in a, in a very, very weirdo type of way. Like that's actually more weirdo to me than anyone who's eccentric or anyone who has individuality or, you know, originality or uniqueness. Like being a weirdo to me is somebody who's evil. <laughs> like that's a weirdo. You feel me? And you know when you're being evil because you're, you're, it's like a dark side of your ego starts to like kind of tickle you a little bit when you're doing something mischievous. So like watch out for that, you know? Watch out for that. Don't be like that. Don't be prejudiced. Don't be racist. Don't be sexist. Don't be classist. You don't have to be. You can grow. Use the opportunity to do so. Love you all. Till next time.